Johnny, you can be cranberry sauce. Uh, canned or fresh? Oh, come on. I'm more of a canned fan. Canned. Yeah. Yeah. For real. Hello, and welcome to episode 129 of the Erasable Podcast. This is Tim Wassum, and joining me are my two favorite Thanksgiving side dishes, Andy Welfley and Johnny Gamber. Hey, guys. Hello. Hey, I thought that was your main dish. Uh, <laughs> uh, that 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 uh that role is taken. So <laughs> sometimes the side dishes can be the spiciest, Tony. <laughs> That's going sideways most, really quickly. <laughs> side we're dish. We've always got a main dish and then like fifteen side dishes. That's of what Thanksgiving's course. all about. And that's that's life. Oh, right? we're talking about Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah. food. Oh, food. yeah, yeah. Never mind. I'm happy to be a side dish then. Yeah, your cranberry sauce. <laughs> I'm tart. and uh i would be rolls i guess (laughs) that feels appropriate i'm green casserole because you either love me or you hate me but everybody agrees i need to be there whoa (laughs) who who hates nobody's kicking casserole yeah (laughs) some some people do oh man it's all about the the sogginess to crunchy crunchy factor for me Uh, it's gotta be it's gotta be on the crunchy side or i'm like get out of my face i'm just a little crunchy yeah (laughs) Yeah, just a, Andy's just a little crunchy. Just a little crunchy. This is uh, his hip hop name is Little Crunchy. Yeah. Little Crunchy. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, um, so tonight we have got all of the freshest points. We are going to be doing a fresh points episode with new releases from Field Notes and Blackwing. We've got a lot to talk about, including a super special announcement from us. A raceable podcast with a product that we're going to be uh, releasing real soon. But before we sharpen up with those uh, fresh points, let's check in with our tools of the trade. And uh, Johnny, get us started. Awesome. So, um, my usual mix of fiction and nonfiction still uh, applies. So, I just read a book called Taking Charge of Adult ADHD, which is like it looks like a textbook, it's really big. So, that was kind of unnerving and made me feel young. And um, I read, so a couple episodes ago, we talked about The Time Traveler's Wife and how the book was good, but the movie was not good. So I finally read the book to um, the Guernsey Literary and Potato Peel Pie Society, which is yeah. uh, um, on Netflix. Yeah. It was very different than the movie, but also very, very good. And the movie was very good. I so saw the you... movie. Embarrassingly, I saw the, the film, but I did not read the book. Yeah, the book is um, all just letters and they're, quite a few characters that aren't in the movie but it would have been really confusing yeah yeah but like when you really read, the... read the book and i and we both seen the movie and really enjoyed it but jane yeah. loved it yeah yeah the casting choices were very good for the movie and um we just watched a movie the other night um do you guys ever have like an actor where you'll watch anything they're in no matter how bad it looks jude law yes jude law really yeah i love jude awesome. law so um, I feel that way about Ethan Hawke. So we watched oh, yeah. Regression, yeah. Regression on um, yeah. Amazon Prime, which was like interesting, but I called the ending like five minutes in the movie, and I was like, no way it's that obvious, but it was that obvious. <laughs> are but you it was freak- still enjoyable. Are you freaked out about his uh, how his daughter looks like an exact cl- like exact combination of him and Uma Thurman? <laughs> which she I is. I see the Uma Thurman more. Yeah, you see more Uma, Uma Thurman? Yeah. She yeah. Like, I feel like she has like the complexion of... Of Ethan, but yeah, I, t- I see what you mean. Yeah, uh, and yeah. Oh, speaking of um, 
famous people's children. We also watched uh, The King on Netflix, which was about Henry the something number, <laughs> which had the the guy who played Elio in um, Call Me By Your Name. And one of the characters was played by uh, Johnny Depp's daughter, who looks so much okay. like him. It's really weird. I expect her to smoke a cigarette and start cussing. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> nice. But yeah, so um, and I am... As of today, writing with my Blackwing 155 in a Field Notes Group 11 notebook. Um, yeah. Whichever one was on top, copper. Yep. So, yeah, we'll talk more about both of those soon. How about you, Andy? Um, lately, what have I, what have I done lately? Um, so, I don't usually talk about this in my, um, my Fresh Points, but I uh, consumed a, uh, some VR games on the Oculus Quest this week. This weekend, um, I rented one for a week for my uh, friend's birthday. We just went over and like hung out with them and played VR games, which is really fun. Um, VR has definitely come a lot come come a long way since it's kind of like promise in the '90s. Remember how VR was like a real big thing in the '90s? Um, yeah, it's it's lots of fun. So we did that. Um, and besides that, I am rereading the Watchmen comic. Um, Katie and I are going to watch the series on on HBO. Um, it's I'm told that you don't need to read the comic in order to watch and enjoy the series, so I don't think Katie's going to do that. But I kind of wanted to just kind of like freshen up because it's been many years since I've read it last. Have either of you ever read the Rushman comic? No, I have not. Okay, it's um, it is sort of like man, how, what did I say? It's about it's kind of a combination of like politics from the mid 80s and superheroes they use superheroes to just sort of like you know tell a story about society and politics and uh police and yeah like citizen privacy it's it's really good Um, oh that's interesting yeah it's not your typical kind of like superhero thing um they kind of use them as like a, a rhetorical device i guess so it's pretty good because the, the the characters in it are pretty like standalone, right? Like they're not, yeah. There's super this well known. Totally, this isn't, and it, and it's even kind of set apart from like you know Batman and Superman. There's kind of like maybe some Superman and Batman archetypes, um, mm-hmm. but it's a completely not not a recurring universe. There's there's no Marvel or DC or anything, anything like that. It's like this world where there's these like in the seven in the forties, and then again in the seventies, there were these like kind of like strings of people who would like dress up and fight crimes. And there was this one guy who's a superhero and he ended up working for the U S government and he went overseas to like fight in Vietnam and he committed all these war crimes and he came back and, and kind of blurred the line between like, you know, good and, and evil. He was like working for the government and like repressing protests. And, but also, yeah, he, it, it's a, it's a good sort of like, you know, political message. Um, apparently they made a terrible movie about it in the early 2000s too (laughs) (laughs) so doing that and then uh, i am writing i just pulled out uh today uh cal cedar blackwing which is a fantastic pencil nice and i also have started um the copper group 11 notebook tim how about you nice um i have been mostly canadian for the last couple of weeks. Yeah, that's that's what I've I've realized. <laughs> I've mostly been Canadian. I I was really I've been really into a book and really into two artists that I've been listening to. And then I sort of I knew one of them was Canadian. I knew Alice Monroe, the the 
Nobel laureate was Canadian, but um, yeah, the other two were Canadian as well. And I guess one of them I already talked about camp. Did I talk about that with you guys? C A A M P. I think so. Yeah. 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 So no, that one's not Canadian Bahamas. That was the one, Mm. Uh, the group uh, it's, it's like one guy, but um, they go by Bahamas anyways, but, Listening to him and then listening to Leif Volbeck, who I also um, just discovered. Uh, all three, though, that I just mentioned, I just discovered in the last month or two. And uh, Leif Volbeck, I actually saw recommended by Gregory Allen Isakoff on Twitter. Um, I don't know if they were touring together or something, but they clearly know each other. And so he recommended his new album called New Ways, which is, um, I don't know if you guys are fans of Alabama Shakes. But mm-hmm. that kind of like organ sound that they use in some of like the slower songs. It's oh kind yeah, of, it's, it's like that, but like always kind of slower. Most of the songs are on the slower side, kind of soulful, really mm-hmm. stripped down. And he's got a few other albums that I'm not familiar with, but this new one called New Ways is, is really good, and it's been really good writing music and good classroom music, and my kids can stand it. So it's just kind of a win, 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 win. So I've been listening to it a lot, nice. and I've been reading a short story collection by Alice Monroe called Dear Life, Hmm. which I think is her, the last one she put out, the last one she released uh, that I've had for five years or something. And I finally picked it up and I'm just really, I really was finally, I was really pushed over the edge finally to read, to read her by Ron Rash, who I've talked about many times, but that's one of his favorite. He says it's his favorite living short story writer. Hmm. And I of course have like four or five Alice Munro books that I've acquired over time, but have never just like went through a whole collection. Yeah. And uh, they're, they're absolutely fantastic. But one interesting thing about them is that I've enjoyed them more. I don't usually say this because I listen to a lot of, uh, I listen to a lot of audiobooks but it's much better reading it on the page than listening to it. The readers are good, hmm. but there's something about reading it on the page that makes it just much more uh, powerful. The pacing seems better. And I don't know, uh, but I've, I've really, really been enjoying it. I'm about halfway through it. So, nice. and I'm planning to uh, probably get into her selected her like earlier selected stories after I finish this. Yeah. And uh, the last thing is Jane and I just finished, we're behind on this, but just finished season one of Jack Ryan on Amazon prime, which is the John Krasinski adaptation of the Tom Clancy character. It's not, I don't think it's, I I haven't read the book, so I don't know, but it's like his character, which um, I think I had mentioned it like way back when I had watched the first two episodes and then like got away from it, but uh, just, or just didn't finish it. And then Jane and I uh, in the last several days just plowed through the last uh, six episodes of season one and it's awesome it's it's really fun really exciting it's um you know it's got some of those tropes of mystery and stuff where he's like figures everything out just at the right time but yeah. um, but the stakes are super high and the villains are interesting and it's he's he's going after this kind of international terrorist who's uh planning a, a pretty gnarly biological attack and uh yeah, I really recommend it, but we're going to start season two this week, which came so, out like a month ago. Is it hard to um, switch over to seeing John Krasinski as like an action hero? For the first episode or two, I was waiting for him to like look into the camera and smirk. Uh, <laughs> but not really. I mean, he's really good and he is like ripped. Awesome. I mean, he just looks like 
he looks like <laughs> a action star. I was like, holy gosh. All, all the previews yeah. are just like, I'm just a data analyst or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Which he is at the beginning. You know, that's how it goes. I mean, he just kind of, but he's an ex Marine. So he kind of like finds his way back into it. But, um, I actually get a, I get a lot of people who tell me I look like John Krasinski and it's like, but the conversation always goes like, oh, you look, you know, you look so much like John Krasinski, except with, you know, a beard and gray hair and you're fatter. Uh, so it's like, <laughs> <laughs> that's not how the conversation goes, but it's just like funny being compared to someone like that. I'm like, yeah, I'm yeah. like John Krasinski, except um, more hair on my face, gray hair. I'm bigger and I'm shorter. So, <laughs> uh, but uh, but yeah, I'm re- we're really enjoying the show. It's really good. Nice. Awesome. And uh, I am writing also in a field uh, field notes group eleven, but I'm using the silver. Ooh. Um, Rebel. And I am writing with a Blackwing natural, which fantastic. Is, uh, my favorite standard Blackwing, I think, at this point, currently. Nice. Cool. All right. Well, how about we just get into our fresh points? We've got a lot of them tonight, and we've got a lot of really good ones. Uh, so, Andy, get us started. Yeah. Um, well, first one is kind of a boring one, um, but probably necessary because I've heard I've heard a lot about it. But <laughs> it's actually good for you non-Apple users out there if you want to watch the um, the morning show. Um, so, Johnny, this is for you. I see. I thought because Apple's usual thing last episode, um, I said that it's only available on the Apple TV or on Apple like equipment. Uh, that is not true. Um, if you want to pay Apple $5 a month uh, and you have a Roku or one of various smart TVs, um, you can do that. So, John, if you wanted to watch the morning show, um, you know, give Apple like 10 bucks and watch them all and, you know, cancel your subscription. There's wow. that uh, the like Emily Dickinson one. one, too, right? <gasps> yeah. I heard about yeah, that one. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, that one, There's there's this one with Jason Momoa where he plays like... They live in this post-apocalyptic society where everybody is just born blind. And I'm not quite sure what happens, but it seems like what happens is there's a child who's not blind. And they're all sort Go of figure. like coming to yeah. like terms and figure out how, how that works. So interesting. Seems kind of interesting. There's there's a snoop there's two different kids shows. There's one that's like made by the producers of Sesame Street. Um and there's another one that is like a Snoopy um like a Snoopy show. <laughs> yeah. So Johnny, you have a you have a Roku, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it looks like you can get it if you wanted to. Yay! The kids were already very happy about Disney Plus. Oh yeah, it's like oh, every boy. other kid in the world is right now. Yeah. yeah. My I bought two of my sisters and their families Disney Plus subscriptions, and I let one of my sisters like let me piggyback off her account. So we've uh, haven't watched much so far, but like man, there are a lot of old good Disney movies on there. And a lot of the good Simpsons. cartoon shows. Yeah, Simpsons. Cool. Car- yeah, yep. DuckTales. Rescue Rangers. Yeah, Rescue Rangers. Ah, so good. You baby Gargoyle. Yoda, yeah. <laughs> so my my second and final fresh point um, is, I think the thing like I'm most excited about, um, which is so first first we'll officially announce it here. Um, we are going to be at the Baltimore Washington International Pen Show. The three of us in person. Um, yes. It is very exciting. We'll have more details on that um, in the future. But in order to raise the money that we need to do that, the um, you know a couple thousand bucks or so, um, we are selling a uh, product, and that is a uh, erasable uh, X Baron Fig Squire, which is Woo-hoo! very exciting. Um, I kind of had a, a concept for uh, like 
as I talked about before, I'm a little obsessed with the Baron Fig Squires. Um, and I kind of had a really simple concept of like making a number two pencil looking squire, which was that it had a pink kind of twisty top and it had a yellow body, kind of that yellow of the, of the bolt. Um, and then with like <laughs> the, the little emblem on it said, um, was like a little number, like a little number two pencil symbol. So, uh, pitch that to, um, to Joey and Andy and Adam and the Baron fig gang. And they were like, hell yeah, this is amazing. Um, so we are selling it for uh, just about two weeks, a little over two weeks. Um, it ends on Friday, the December 13th, Friday the 13th. Um, if you go to erasable.us slash shop slash squire, you can buy it. Um, proceeds, profits from that sale goes to like fund our trip to D.C. Um, and if you, if you buy it before the end of Black Friday, which is next, um, this coming Friday, um, so two days from now, we release on Wednesday. Uh, you can get five bucks off. Uh, spoiler: If you are a Patreon subscriber at five dollars a month or more, um, what do you call a Patreon person? Is it a Patreon patron? A Patreon. A patron. Patreon. A patron. If you're a yeah, if you're if you're an erasable patron, which we'll have more information to do that at the end of the show. Uh, at five dollars or more, you'll get an extra five dollar off coupon. So that sixty dollar squire is suddenly a fifty dollar squire. Um, so we we have to sell full disclosure. We have to sell a hundred of them. Um, I hope we can do it. Please, please help us do that. Um, Buy a couple. Yeah, um, send it to send it to a friend. Um, if you if you're a hoarder, if you're a squire hoarder collector like me, uh, buy one for yourself and buy one to give away in a couple years when it will be uh, way more expensive. <laughs> We're yeah, it's it's a really really good looking design. Like I'm just smitten with that thing. I think you, like they did yeah. a really good job. And it's uh, we also we all love just just gonna say we love the irony of coming out with a pen before we came out with a pencil (laughs) for sure (laughs) it just makes us happy so um so it's but it's and i guess it might be the the picture for this episode so you might have actually been wondering what you're seeing in the episode (laughs) cover art like what is that thing (laughs) what is that weird looking you know like what is that thing it looks sort of like a squire but it's two colors which i guess it's this is the first uh bicolored absolutely squire that's ever been made so it's yeah um I can't wait. To, I I just can't wait to get one of for myself. Like I can't Absolutely. wait to like have one in my hand and use it because it is. Uh, I, so, I just think they did a just a perfect job on it. Yeah. So completely transparently, um, we will not have this in time for Christmas. Um, the lead times on producing this thing is just too great. Um, so we're hoping um, we're hoping by end of January, early February ish to get these out the door. Valentine's um, Day. Just, yeah. Are you good? Print out a picture of it and put it, give it to them for Christmas, exactly. and then and then and then yeah. just give it to them when it comes in. There you yeah. go, perfect. Um, so a little little bit more detail. Um, it is classic Squire Rollerball um, that Schmidt refill. Um, it's we're gonna do a blue ink one because just kind of a tribute to our favorite, kind of the podcast favorite pen, which is the Bit Crystal. Mm-hmm. We couldn't figure out we couldn't figure out how to like personalize and make money off of a, an erasable podcast Bit Crystal. So uh, the Squires are <laughs> so Squires are second. <laughs> Stay tuned. Um, we'll figure it yeah. out. <laughs> we'll figure it out. We'll see uh, well, how many pens we can make before we there's make that pencil. one. That one company that makes the anodized aluminum thing that uses the Bic. Oh, box. the uh, yeah. box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm, uh, that's true. We'll have to mm-hmm. Think about that in the future. <laughs> this will be an R and D. Yeah, from spring. <laughs> um, and the the other thing which we are doing, which is really fun, is um, as far as I can tell. Um, 
we this is going to be the first Squire that also has sort of like both companies on it, Baron Fig uh, and Erasable. Um, I guess their Baron Fig Fanatics one says Baron Fig Fanatics on it, but that's um, yeah, kind of like the kind of co-branded kind of group. But there's no X. No X. Yeah, <laughs> we we got the X. <laughs> so yeah, I'm super excited about this. Uh, get your orders in before uh, Friday, the end of Friday, December thirteenth. Um, we need a hundred to make this work. I feel like we can do well over a hundred, but who knows? I really, this is a grand experiment. So we'll see. So we'll get us all together for the very first time. Oh yeah. Um, we'll get, hmm. we'll, we'll all get some matching tattoos. It'll be great. Yes. It's going to be a while. If, you buy, it, if yeah. you buy a squire, we'll all give you a hug. At yeah, the same time. Absolutely. If you buy a squire and come to the pen show, Group uh, hug. Yeah. If you would like a uh, group hug, but then also um, if you want us to hand deliver <laughs> your squire to you, we can make that happen. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. All right. Uh, that is that is it for my fresh points. Um, oh, by the way, I'll, I'll say that again. Um, Erasable.us slash shop slash squire or click the link in show notes. And was there a was there a special coupon code? Yes. Uh, well, the coupon. So the the five dollars off will be automatic for anyone until. Um, Black Friday, but if oh, you are okay. a Patreon person, I'm going to message you that coupon code via the Patreon platform. Gotcha. Cool. Thanks. Yay. Cool. Johnny, how about you? What, what do you have for fresh pointing? So uh, before we talk about new pencils, I'd like to say hello to AJ and the Walking Home gang. Uh, Charlotte's friend AJ walks home with us sometimes, and he likes to listen to our podcast while we're walking. Hey, AJ. Hey, AJ. Uh, hey, hey, AJ. I told him yeah. I would embarrass him. <laughs> <laughs> so um, Musgrave has some new stuff out, which is like super exciting. Oh, um, yeah. They have the Harvest Pro, which is like my favorite Musgrave pencil, the Harvest, but in incense cedar. And it comes in a beautiful box. And I like, love it. It's like it's like the, you know, the AirPods Pro or the, the MacBook Pro or, you know, the Apple always has like a pro high-end like piece of electronics this is the pencil pro (laughs) (laughs) and um there's also a a pencil called the tennessee red which is made of tennessee red cedar i.e like eastern red cedar the pencil the the wood that like thoreau made pencils out of that almost went extinct because everybody cut them all down to make pencils so like (laughs) so he's really part of that grand tradition like i don't I can't think of any currently produced uh, pencil that's made of that wood. And um, they also have made slide top cedar pencil boxes, which look just amazing. Yeah, those are lovely. I think you can buy them for one or two dozen of either the Harvest Pro or the Tennessee Red inside of them already. So, like, the interesting thing is the Tennessee Red and the Harvest Pro are $9 a dozen, which, you know, after paying for Black Wings, you're like, only nine bucks a dozen? These, like, gorgeous pencils? Like, bring them on. But compared but, um, to like, compared to a lot of Musgrave products, are still pretty pretty high end, right? Yeah, and these these you know these come in a box, which is yeah. not generally true currently with Musgrave. Although I wonder if that'll change. That'll be great. Yeah, like um, getting a box of bugles would be pretty amazing. Yeah. Um, and finally, their last new pencil is called the Single Barrel, um, which is. Called the, the single, single barrel, barrel 106. Yeah. So, yeah. Tim, do you want to talk about this wood? I, yeah, I mean, I can. I was just, I was just fascinated by it, like especially fascinated by the, uh, yeah, where they found it. Which Tennessee red cedar, as you just said, has been extinct by being over 
you know, uh, whatever overused. And so uh, this wood that they used to make these pencils was uh, found in a warehouse and it had been like these, this, the wood slats had basically been hanging out in a warehouse for 90 years. Yeah. Right. So they spent 90 years in there and kind of taking on all that age and they found it and realized, Hey, we got all this red cedar. So we might as well make like kind of a one-off special limited edition pencil in it. I mean, it's gorgeous looking. I mean, so that's the single barrel one Oh six. That's the, the part of the story that I am just really, really smitten with. Yeah. Well, what's what I just think is amazing and so much fun is it's, it's named after and in, is an allusion to this podcast. So y'all remember uh, episode one Oh six, where we had <laughs> um, Henry, who Henry Hewlin on and he, he, I think Johnny, they specifically said that they found this yeah. wood there on that podcast, right? Yeah, he talked a good bit about it. Yeah, and I'm yeah. pretty sure Johnny, you were the one who was like, was like, oh yeah, you should make that a pencil. It can be a single barrel pencil. Did I say that? Yeah. I think you did. I'm gonna take credit for it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'll say I did. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's that's we have a we have a kind of commonality with the origin story for this pencil. It's really okay. special. Uh, which, by the way, yeah. This pencil is quite a bit more expensive than a Blackwing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a it's a show pencil, I think, and it's it's in such limited quantities. So it's yeah. What is it? It's ten dollars for one or eighteen for two? Is that yeah. what it was? Yep. Or, or so. Yeah, pretty expensive, but it, I mean, it's a really special object, and it's also likely the last time in history that you'll be able to buy a a, a pencil like of this vintage. You know, yeah. that's. I mean, when you think about it, I mean, if you were buying a a Blackwing that was made 90 years ago, yeah. you'd be paying more than nine bucks for it for the, I mean, for how much sort of time and, and age yeah. has gone into that thing. So have you all sharpened yours up yet? I can't bring myself to do it. Um, <laughs> my, it's too beautiful. I just, I love yeah. looking at it and I've got it. I put it in my do deck stand and it's just like right yeah. there on my desk looking at it. So it's, yeah. it's kind of like a little totem of pencil greatness that I'm, yeah. so I have not. Gotcha. Mine got lost in the mail. Oh no. <laughs> Sad face. I keep forgetting about it. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I did sharpen mine and at first I was using my little brass bullet, um, but the wood is just kind of old and dry and hard, and I uh, couldn't. I just like splintered when I tried to do it. I just could not sharpen that up with that. So I stuck it in my classroom friendly because I was like, you know, a burr grinder will take care of this. Um, and I sharpened it up, and it's it smells really interesting. Like it's it smells old, right? Like it's because it is. Um, it smells like just like old wood, and it uh, it's pretty the the graphite is pretty light um i don't know um i'd be interested to see what others who bought one and like actually tried it out um but it definitely feels lighter than a number two number two even though that's what they say it is um Mm -hmm. but it is it is a gorgeous piece that like kind of matte black um cap on the end is just really lovely and yeah (laughs) well we'll we'll get you uh nicole if you're listening johnny lost his his well he didn't lose it (laughs) It got lost in the mail. Yeah, I, f- I figured it would show up eventually. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, sad face. <laughs> it's uh, well, you know what happened? Well, yeah, we can talk about that later. Um, yeah, Musgrave's doing really good things. I think you know Nicole. I have nothing but amazing things to say about Nicole, who's kind of like running their marketing and is 
dragging them into the the internet age. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's awesome that such an old company is doing just like really like not off the wall stuff. Just like you're yeah. doing red cedar pencils. That's so cool. Yeah. Like yeah. I didn't believe it. I'm like, they're not making that out of red cedar. I'm like, holy crap. Yeah. So so I get some of yeah. these. So I definitely need to get a hold of one of the Tennessee Reds um, and kind of compare it because see what like new modern Tennessee Red Cedar is compared to the vintage Red Cedar. Um, see how that writes. Um, so my next rest point are pencils that did come in the mail today <laughs> from my uh, Blackwing Volume 155, which they just announced today. So we're not spoiling it or anything. Um, so they put up a teaser last week, which everyone thought would be Bauhaus related. And I was like, no, they're not going to be that obvious, but they were that obvious. It is the Bauhaus pencil. <laughs> but, um, I think on, when they showed the, the hint, it was, you know, gray and, um, you know, eh, it would have been ugly, but, um, the pencil is cream. So I'm looking at it here right next to, um, our pencil of the month, which I guess we'll talk about later, which is white. And it's like very noticeably cream and um you know it's a nod to Bauhaus and the idea that um there's not a lot of difference between fine art and useful objects that like you know you can make a an attractive artistic radio and stuff like that or in this case mm -hmm. a pencil yeah um so it's cream finished and it has um black yellow red and blue sort of designs on it and the stamping is black and Frankie thinks it's clearer I think it's larger than usual but like the stamping is very good, and the the, the Palomino Blackwing one fifty five is it seems bigger than usual. Yeah, especially Blackwing oh. on the number. I swear the pencil is fatter. She says it's not. Interesting. I don't own calipers, and uh, <laughs> the ferrule is matte black. And they did a black clip, which like when I read it, I was like, why'd you bother? But now that I saw it, I'm like, yeah, that is that's something that's very nice. Yeah. And um, they stuck a yellow eraser. But if you're a subscriber, you get a free uh, pack where you have red, yellow, blue, and one black. Or you can buy it for three bucks from Blackwing. Mm -hmm. And they also made a $25 um, handkerchief in the, yeah. the sort of colorways, which I did not buy. Handkerchiefs are like a big thing now. Like there was one that came as the Autumn Trilogy extra. Mm. Draplin selling in a, a handkerchief. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I have white handkerchiefs because I actually blow my nose on them. And yeah. like clean up children's blood, so yeah. I'm not gonna do that with a designer handkerchief. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, the other thing that's in this—they're calling it the capsule. Sounds like something I should have heard of, but I've never heard of—is um, a set of point protectors in red, yellow, and blue. And on the end, instead of the Blackwing logo, there's a circle, a square, and a triangle. So like, they're what twenty-two bucks for three. I think their point protectors are what ten or eleven dollars. So that's that's a good deal. And um. Nick said that he was pushing for this for the first time ever on release day, which won't do you any good if you're listening to this. Um, volume subscribers get free shipping, which mm. is a nice touch. Really nice yeah. touch. Yeah. Um, so nice. I I wasn't on the fence about getting my point protectors, but free shipping, like, boom, here they come. Hopefully yeah. soon. But, um, yeah, so did you guys... You guys don't have these in hand yet because you're still at work today, Andy. Yeah, mine is at home waiting for me. Um, I... I hope it looks so this is purely a personal opinion, personal aesthetic preference. It, I don't care for the way it looks. It is, it's something about the cream and the colors. It looks very, I know it's Bauhaus. It looks very nineties to me. Like the cream and the yellow, I think is my main. Like, yeah. 
beef. Yeah, uh, the yellow tick is like the smallest piece. Yeah, like, the, the blue the, is really prominent. Picture I'm looking at is the yellow eraser. Is what I was thinking of, but I love I love um, the theme. I like just the history of the Bauhaus, and mm-hmm. I like I like that it's a MMX core. Um, yeah, I like yeah, like I like all that, but just for like the. The sort of disparate shapes, like usually I don't like the ones with, that's like graphically printed on the on the pencil, um, but so like I'm like that's not like connecting with me, but also like it's probably fine, right? Like it's I I I, I think it's just aesthetically not not for me, but I'll still I, I still really like that it came out. Yeah, I'll be I'll definitely get a get a set of them. I don't have them in hand yet and I haven't ordered them, but I definitely will. I've, I have such fond memories of going, I, I went to the Bauhaus museum in Germany. Oh, cool. Uh, awesome. when I was, when I was in college and loved it and I, I've, I've been, it's, it's funny that these came out because I was actually thinking about the, the Bauhaus chess set. Have you ever seen the Bauhaus chess set? Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, it's like one of my favorite things. I, I saw it at that museum. And I was like, this is so cool. Like, I want to have one of these. And our school has a 3D printer. And so I think I'm going to 3D print my own Bauhaus chess set um, cool. at the school if they'll let me, like, buy the materials or whatever. But, um, but yes, I, yeah, I, I agree that I like the like the premise. And I like I like the idea. I like that it's dedicated to a design. Yeah. Uh, what would you call that? A, design discipline or method or whatever uh, yeah like a philosophy kind of, i guess philosophy yeah, yeah. Right. so I, I yeah i enjoy that product design with bauhaus always just reminds me of do you remember when michael graves was like the big thing at target oh yeah yeah it just reminds me a lot of like the michael graves mm-hmm. um kind of like modernist look yeah i didn't yeah. like them when i saw them online so you know, it was the kind of thing where they came and I was like, oh, you know, they're down at the mailbox. I'll get them when I get them. But when I opened them, I was more pleasantly surprised. Like in hand, they're very nice. The, um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, guess, I guess it's the roll-on printing they've done a few times. Yeah. Um, but it feels really good. It's got a nice matte feel to it. And um, I know people expressed some issues with the way the ferrules were, were put on because there was a little like wood hair action. And mm-hmm. I just flicked it off with my thumbnail. So mine, you know, yeah. they look they look cool. Um, but like the colors work really well in person. They're a lot more, um, maybe it's the cream background. They're not, they don't pop so much. Yeah. That makes any sense. It doesn't. So, um, I showed it to Frankie and she said that it looks like a clown pencil, (laughs) which like, I don't agree with, but I can definitely see. I totally see what she's talking about. Yeah. I I think if they'd made the colors brighter, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's not my favorite one of 2019. Definitely, but like this, this much more attractive than like um, what was it, eleven thirty eight and the two hundred five, those other roll ons. Yeah. Plus, it's it's done better. Like I found the seam on one, but I can't find the seam on the one I'm holding right now. Mm. So yeah. that's cool. And I did discover after um, thirty three and a third came out, and everybody's ferrules were scratched up. That if you kind of have a sweaty hand and you rub it, that it comes off, and they look fine. That's mm. good to know. Yeah. If you have a sweaty hand, <laughs> some of the sweaty hand. Did you talk about some of the interesting other little things that Blackwing has released? Like their like. Oh envelope? yeah, they have a yeah. whole new rebranding situation going on. So and... I think we had a discussion about this in the group, and um, a few people we think that it's like less of a rebrand and more of just like a like a like a writer brand, like something that's like they might have for a little while just on some of their stuff, like a. Almost like a design sub logo, whatever. Like they call it their emblem. 
emblem. That's interesting. Yeah. All uh, I know is they made new pins, and I really like them. Yeah. I, want them. Mm-hmm. I really like that they have some stickers. They have the same sticker three pack, except in one pack they're like hand drawn looking, and in one pack they're like like thick lines. And um, yeah, there's there's this one sort of like dissection of a blackwing pencil. Um, that's what? been kind of like an, an exploded view. Um, yeah, if you look oh, under their um, their, their sticker packs, yeah, they look they look really cool. Um, so I I kind of want to get a set of those too. And they they um they put all their old T-shirts up on like discontinuation sale. Yeah. So that's but they're like they're on a different page. Is that right? Mm. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's correct. But these pins are really sharp. Yeah. No pun intended. No pin yeah. intended. Yeah. <laughs> right. I, I, I've no sent the link to a family member been like, hey, you want to know what to get me for Christmas? I'm getting off cheat. They're only 15 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I uh, I got just two. One we've kind of alluded to, but the first one I want to mention is uh, something I, I, I discovered on accident, but it's called Scribbler. Have you heard of this? No. Uh, okay. No, not before you mentioned it. Okay. So Scribbler is you know they've got these subscription services for uh, artists and stationary things like uh, the art would they call it art box was that the name of it mm, yes oh, yeah was it yeah or art snacks art snacks uh, yeah that's what i was thinking of but um so it's kind of like the same idea and i it's called scribbler and it is an a uh, subscription package for writers and so i like I didn't subscribe to it or anything. I'm not like endorsing it, but it was just kind of an interesting idea, but it's, it's a little pricey. It's a uh, $30 a month mm-hmm. unless, unless you prepay, then you get like a big discount, you know, but everyone you get comes with um, an autographed new release novel, like something recent that's come out uh, a teaching essay from some best-selling author an inside look at the publishing process and an invitation to chat with publishing professionals. And you get like an invite to join, invite to join their exclusive community. So um, it's kind of a cool idea at the same time, like put a friggin' pencil or something in there, like give us something to work with, like <laughs> a notebook, whatever you're giving us four things to read. Like, come on, give us something a little, you know, put some, you can put some fun stuff in there, put some pencils, some anyways, it almost made me want to start my own just to like do a better job. But it's, I'm, I'm glad it exists. I mean, but it's called Scribbler, which oh, okay, I see one that has a notebook. Oh, do it, you? it also has a beer koozie. <laughs> Where's, which where are you seeing this? It's the second one. It has a big tote bag that says "write" that looks like um, those plastic bags that say "thank you." Did you? Where? How did you even get to it? It's on uh, CrateJoy.com. Oh, okay. So I'm on a different place, but yeah. So I think. Yeah, now that I'm going into a different section of their website, it does look like they do bring in, yeah, some tools. Like I see some some UBI mini highlighters and some like uh, some uh, what do you call them? Uh, drink coasters and things mm. like that. And some some uh, I see a little organizational tool that lets you like mark off what your goals are for the day with your writing and things like that. So okay, yeah. I take back my, <laughs> my criticism because I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it in hand. I just didn't see that little like corner of the website but also to be fair i'm going by when you clear to their website and you click on subscribe at the top that's the description they give you it just says those things that i told you as far as what you get so um yeah so i don't know 
it's worth worth checking out. And the reason I found it, and I may have actually I'm way more excited about this because I've got a new word that I'm going to be using probably on a daily basis, is that I was reading the introduction to Alice Monroe's Selected Stories collection, mm-hmm. and she talked about writing a good bit, and she mentioned like something about the joy of just grabbing, I wish I had it in front of me, but like just picking up or going and grabbing a scribbler and getting to work. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> scribbler like i need to figure this out <laughs> so um i'd never heard it used that way i've heard scribbler almost as like a derogatory term for writer you know like he's just a scribbler or, or even like scribbler. you have a, a set of crayons for kids and they call them scribblers or something oh like that's that. true yeah, yeah yeah but um yeah but i i did a little digging and found out that it is a a nova scotian slang it's really prevalent up there and it's the word that they use for like inexpensive notebooks. Huh? Like, like exercise books that you would use in school. Um, just like cheap notebooks. Like I, I assume like for us, like a composition notebook, um, something along those lines, just these simple exercise lined books that you would use in school. And so they call them scribblers up there. And so I will, for the rest of my life, be referring to inexpensive notebooks as scribblers because I think that's it's great and it also like makes them sound less official, which yeah makes me want to just scribble more. So. That's a really good word for that. Yeah, oh, that's perfect. Yeah. What's the name of that um, general's pencil? It's green. Is it called the scribble or the scribe? Uh, I don't oh, know. it's called the scribe. Just ignore me. Oh yeah. So, but it was called the scribbler. That would have been cool. I'm like, no, she was just being really specific. <laughs> Yeah, so I don't know. I'm so there's the Scribbler subscription service, but I'm I'm way more excited about the new addition to our uh, our lexicon, like to yeah. our our erasable. Add it to the list. Yeah, we need, to the list. we need a glossary. Like Scribblers, our glossary. We had them somewhere. Yeah, we yeah. Have, we need to find that again. But yeah, new addition to the to the glossary, the Scribbler, the Nova <laughs> Scotian slang for a cheap notebook. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then the other fresh point I had for tonight, which we've alluded to a couple times, is the new field notes edition. Yeah. So the new edition, if you haven't seen it yet, is called Group Eleven, which is named for uh, the position of the elements uh, copper, silver, and gold on the periodic table. And so these are a great winter edition, really sharp looking. They're all printed on a pretty heavy, like, I mean, like stiff, I think it's a 120 pound cover. Yeah. Uh, which is, yeah, just really good looking. And then each edition is stamped with those different elemental colors. So um, I think you guys are both using the copper one. Now I'm using the silver one um, and then the gold one. We're all avoiding so far. It's only the (laughs) second time. Gold can stay. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Stay golden pony boy. (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, It's a, it, it's the second edition to have that like kind of gilded edge, like ambition yeah. did, which I Ambitions. really love. That was um, one of my all time favorites besides yeah. the calendar one. I just have like yeah. a stack of those somewhere. It's so good. So. The, what I loved is when you crack them open, um, you just kind of like bend it a little bit and there was just like a little sparkle of like the extra yeah. gilded that flies off of it. And so I, I love that. I sparkle. To, yeah. I tried to get a, get that on video. Like I did that when I opened the, this pack, but I could not make that sparkle <gasps> get, get oh, show up. Cool. Show up on video. Um, Some ASMR stationery. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, the market for it. Um, yeah, it was a nice touch that they matched the dots 
and the interior ink yes. with the the colors that and was really the, cool. and, the, and the staples too. Yeah, staples are matched with the gilding too. Yeah. yeah. And then the, did you guys get the subscriber extra? The uh desk oh. calendar? Yes, yes, yes. I have it on my desk at work right now. Man, that's so so well done. Yeah. It's such yeah. a yeah, it's really good detail. I know a couple people were saying there's some quality issues with like the corners being a little banged up and that totally I get that like you don't especially with something as fragile as like gilding the edges of this it's really hard because they have to gild it after they corner around it uh, yeah i wonder if the gilding because apparently the gilding grinds them i wonder if that's what happened yeah so it's it's such a yeah lovely notebook and they it's what i like about it it, it kind of follows the same tradition as things like shenandoah and ambition and um autumn trilogy really it's mm-hmm. just very simple like it's it's a simple execution on the theme um, and that's the kind of stuff I really like. Yeah, yeah and it's beautifully I've, wintry. Yeah, I've talked about my my evolution with the my my relationship with dot grid, and I've <laughs> I've enjoyed this one. It's a little dark, like the dot. You know, it's a, it's a, it seems like a little bit darker. That might just be my imagination, but I've just yeah, I've I've really been digging these notebooks, and I just can't get enough of the cover. Like the cover kind of like, but I still love it. But like when you when it sits, it kind of like bends open and out you know like it yeah. sort of makes that sort of bird shape like simple drawings of a bird like kind of w or whatever yeah. um it's not bothering me too much but i just have noticed that that it kind of won't stay shut but it also the thing i really like about that is that it holds up really well in your pocket so yeah um been like keeping it in my back pocket and it's it's stood the stood the test for a few days already so did did you all read the blog post that um just about the first name of this edition yeah that was really cool yeah, I, I love that they're just super transparent about it because it was like a very, very common mistake. Um, so originally, this this collection was going to be called the Elemental Collection, mm-hmm. which makes which makes a lot more sense than Group Eleven, even though I like that I like that reference. And they did not even realize this until later, but there is a notebook company called Elemental Papers that make, um, I guess, like element themed. They have like a carbon notebook and oxygen and things like that so they really didn't want to just for their own kind of brand protection and also elemental out of respect for them they, they really didn't want to go with that so the notebooks themselves um, and they didn't find this out until after everything was printed so the notebooks themselves say elemental in it yeah. they printed 37.5 thousand of these these packs um, and they actually re reprinted the belly band so it wasn't super visible and stand out so and and, and as somebody pointed out, they even like linked to elemental papers in the blog post, which is pretty classy. I, so, uh, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I, I like group 11 better as well. It's, um, but I, I, did you guys see the, uh, the disclaimer they posted on Twitter or they posted on their website too? Oh, some, posted, some sciencey thing. Yeah. Yeah. It was this, dis- this really funny disclaimer, <laughs> disclaimer that said, uh, by the way, there's a four, uh, the group 11 includes a fourth element, uh, Rowan genium. It's most stable isotope, Rongenium-281, is rarely synthesized, and it decays via spontaneous fission in about 20 seconds, which created insurmountable production hassles for a mid-sized <laughs> stationary manufacturer. <laughs> Our apologies. <laughs> it's like really, really funny. Yeah. It's like it's like just imagining just that kind of like absurdist humor no, just, of just, just burst into flames every yeah. yeah, Just kind of like yeah, it self-destructs after 26 yeah. seconds. It's like... <laughs> Can't ship them fast enough. Sorry, guys. Those ones just yep. stayed in the warehouse. Yeah. yeah. So um, that was yeah. a that was a nice touch. I love when they do those little things. Yeah. 
So, uh, so yeah, that was a, I think it's a, I think it's a great addition. I'm looking forward to using, using them all this winter. Yeah, so sure. Cool. Yeah. Well, um, I think to, before we wrap things up, we've introduced a new segment this month and it is the pencil of the month, something we haven't done in a while. And so the, the pencil of the month we chose for this, uh, this first installment is the CW pencils baseball scoring pencil, which we chose because we were uh, starting this towards the end of the baseball season as the world series uh, was happening. And so now here we are, we've been kind of playing around with it for a month. Who, Um, who won the world series? The Washington nationals. Okay. Walgreens won. Walgreens won. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Walgreens. Walgreens. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so that was a it was a good series. It was a really it was an entertaining one. Um, no matter if they were stealing signs and cheating and all that stuff that's been <laughs> going around on Twitter for a while, which um, the which all those stories about like the have you seen those videos about like the banging sound that they're making the banging sound when uh, yeah. when there's a change up coming? And then all I can think of whenever I watch those videos is the song from the Doug movie banging on a trash can. Do you remember that? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> that's that. Gosh, that's all I. That's all that comes to mind. Banging on a trash can, strumming on a street light, whatever, however the words to go, or words go to that song. I have to look uh, that one up and put it in show notes. Yeah, there you go. That would be good. <laughs> just for everyone's edification. But uh, yeah, so let's just, yeah, so we've been playing around with it for a month because we, we talked about it when it first came out, but then it hasn't really come up since. So uh, Johnny, what have you, uh, what, are, what are your, um, what's your input at this point with our, with our pencil of the month? Okay, so I don't want to steal all of the opinions and like say everything that's awesome about this pencil, but it's round, it's cedar, it's kind of fatter, it has a good core, and the eraser mm-hmm. is usable. Like mm-hmm. it's a great pencil, but when you touch it, the paint comes off <laughs> onto your hands. You get some red fingers. Yeah, and it's it's red paint, so you know you're gonna look down and be like, oh my god, I cut myself. But I think no. they might have made it out of Rowan Genium or whatever that was called. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so um, this was old. This is from when they first came out. I only have one, so I wonder if they might have fixed it by then. So I don't mm-hmm. want to be like, oh, this pencil's going to bleed on your hand, but it's really fine. But I feel, um, like, I feel like Caroline's either tweeted or Instagrammed or something about it before. I feel like she she's she's talked about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's because uh, I, I bought a... I bought a dozen when they first came out and I'm still of course working through that dozen. So I haven't bought any recently either. Cause mine, mine do the same thing. Honestly, that doesn't bug me like at all. I just don't care um, about the red rubbing off, but I do. I mean, it is like pretty, I mean, it's just like immediate. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah. yeah it sort of self-destruct. So like and I, yeah, they're black wing priced. So mm-hmm. like, you know, if our black wings did that, we'd be pissed. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. But like, it's really, really a good pencil. Aside from that. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, uh, I, I think I disregard it just because I've been so thankful to have a new round pencil. Cause I've been so obsessed with round pencils for, for a while. So I just, that, that, that helps me like look past it. Yeah, it is. So it's, it's um, like the, the grade is, is a little bit darker, right? Like they, mm-hmm. according to the website, it says it's more like a number one or a B. Yeah. And I've, I've seen that seemed pretty true to me. Did that seem right to you guys? I would yeah. even say two B. Yeah, yeah, I would too. I think it's. Yeah, I would too. <laughs> I think. Um, <laughs> I think. I think so too. But it's. I noticed one thing about the core. It feels really nice, and I like. I like writing with it. You do have to kind of sharpen it a lot. But the, like the one thing that I noticed with this pencil is ghosting. 
don't know if you guys have this. Mm. And I noticed it with this pencil. I don't know if it's just like the weight at which I write or something or because it's cursive. I don't know. But I noticed that it kind of ghosts onto the other page in my pocket yeah. notebook, like when I've got it in my back pocket and I'm kind of like working, you know, working it through the day. So I, I did notice that. Well, it's that's not a like, bummer. It doesn't make it like unusable, yeah. but I mean, it just kind of like, it seems to kind of rub off onto the other side. And I'm, it's, you know, it's possible that I'm using one that's just a little, you know, um, maybe the, the graphite isn't as like tight or whatever, but. Yeah. So um, Tim is our resident, is our resident baseball expert. Why do you have any, do you have any theories around why certain design choices were made um, for baseball scoring? No, I mean, no, either being round or the darker grade or yeah, with the, with the grade, I mean, you definitely, you don't want it to be too light because there's sort of like a lot of, it's, there's uh, like when you're doing baseball scoring, you've got kind of a lot of marks that are going into a small section. And so if they're too light, if you're writing like with like a, a you know, a nail yeah. pencil, um, it's just going to, it's just not going to pop off the, you want it to pop off the page so that like the grade makes total sense in that, yeah. in that, in that remark, in that regard that it's, it's a darker grade so that it really pops off the page. It has a really dark contrast with the, with the lines of the diamond and all that stuff. So yeah. that, that makes perfect sense. It's kind of, I mean, you also have to sharpen it more, which is yeah. uh, harder, but also baseball is a very contemplative game and it's slow and you've got time to sharpen. <laughs> so it's not like, it's true. It, 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 to do. it fits. Yeah. It's something to like, you either know, eat a fifth hot dog as, or you can sharpen this pencil as the, as the pitcher's <laughs> warming up, you can sharpen your pencil. So that's, that's yeah. good. And as far as other design elements, I don't know. I think uh, color wise, the red and white just is yeah. a very like, stitches national yeah stitches on a baseball just kind of it's the colors of our country and it just seems seems to fit in that sense the round i, I think i got a feeling they just did that because they wanted to take a chance to make a new round cedar pencil like because yeah. <laughs> a lot of people want that i don't think the roundness makes much sense but i think the, the grade of, or makes much sense that sounds negative connotation but um it's not you- like i don't think that's on purpose because of baseball but i think the, the grade makes makes sense to me do you have to erase a lot when you are are baseball scoring? I don't because I'm good at it, but <laughs> I'm sure. Um, <laughs> I used to do it in pen until I got back into pencils, but I, uh, no, not, not really. I mean, it's pretty simple. You know, there's not, it's pretty rare that like a, a, a call, like a, if a scoring call is overturned and you'd have to go back and change something. Um, and I don't go into, so some people go into like a lot of detail when they're, scoring a game where they'll keep track of like all the balls and strikes as they go, which um, is, I typically don't do that. So it's, it's pretty simple markings as far as just keeping up with where they are on the base paths and marking who made the out and stuff like that, which is, you know, I guess every once in a while you miss it up, you you, you mess it up, but not doing a whole lot of erasing, but I love the eraser on this pencil. It's like when I, uh, the ones I, or maybe it's just the ones I have, but every, the two that I've worked through so far are, yeah, it's really good, supple pink eraser that works really well. Nice. Yeah. Cool. So, should, could we take suggestions for our next pencil of the month on yeah. Twitter or something? I think that's a great idea. Yeah, that's a great point. So we'll um, we'll yeah hit us up on Twitter at the information you see, um, or Tim's going to read to you at the end of the episode, and 
uh, we'll announce our, our December pencil of the month in the next episode on one thirty. Yeah. Maybe we'll get a, get some possibilities and you could do a poll on the Facebook group or something and have people pick what they want to be the, yeah. uh, the one. And we'll, cause I think that's, isn't that what we used to do? I can't remember. It's been so long, but yeah. I think, I think that's a good, good way to go about it. Let everybody have, uh, help us, help us pick it out from some, from some choices. So yeah, well, I think let's, uh, let's wrap this thing up. Uh, so like those are some, some pretty heavy hitting fresh points that we've had yeah. uh, today. So that was a good, that was a good it talk. Just, a lot of, a lot just, of exciting stuff. Just all kind of came at once. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. It's true. And so uh, before I even get into uh, sort of our sign off stuff, just a reminder that we will be, um, uh, you'll be soon, you'll be seeing information about our uh, collaboration with, uh, with Baron fig, the Baron fig erasable squire, which is going to be coming out to help us, raise some funds so that we can all get together and record a live show together in, uh, at the Baltimore pin show in 2020. So keep an eye out for that. There will be a black Friday sale, which will be automatic. So if you buy the pen, uh, between release and the end of black Friday, you'll get an automatic $5 off. And then to our Patreon supporters, you'll get, um, if you, if you, and you can subscribe to our Patreon right now and, and, and be included in this, uh, this benefit but you'll get uh, a coupon code sent to you for an extra $5 off on, on this very cool uh, bicolored uh, release of the, yeah. of the Squire. So uh, thanks in advance for anybody who, who is uh, uh, ordering this pen to support us and also just to support uh, our buddies over at Baron Fig. Yeah. So um, yeah, let's, uh, let's wrap things up by talking. Uh, I'll, I'll go ahead and talk about Patreon. Uh, Patreon, if you haven't, supported us yet uh you can go to erasable.us slash patreon where we've got uh three different levels that you can support us at which will include getting some notes from us and getting some erasable uh, swag throughout the year as well as a special short episodes that we're recording we recorded one tonight with harry marks talking about nanorama which was a lot of fun it's a really good episode so um if you're a, a supporter you'll get access to that through patreon um, we, you can find us all online, of course, in many different ways. Andy, where can people find you? I am at uh, andy.wtf or at awelfly on Twitter and Instagram. How about you, Johnny? I am at pencilrevolution.com and on Instagram and Twitter at pencilution. All right, I'm Tim Wassum. You can find me on uh, Twitter at Tim Wassum and on Instagram at Timothy Wassum. You can find the podcast at Erasable um, just about Everywhere you got at Erasable Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. Our Facebook groups are facebook.com slash groups slash Erasable. And our Facebook page is facebook.com slash Erasable Podcast. So uh, please rate us and review us on iTunes. Recommend us on Overcast and everything like that. And uh, we'd like to finish up by thanking our uh, Patreon producers, people who are share- who are supporting us at the producer level on Patreon. Uh, we've got uh, Alex, Brown, uh, Alex Jonathan Brown. Bobby Letzinger, Chris Jones, Chris Metzkus, David McDonald, David Tubman, uh, Dade Scalardi, Hans Noodleman, Jason Dill, Jay Newton, John Bayman, uh, Johnny Baker, Kathy Rogers, Kelton uh, Weens, Larry Grimaldi, Leslie Tuzet, Mary Collis, Keith McCleary, Stuart Lennon, and Thomas Eckberg Anderson. So thank you. Thank you, thank everybody. You, thank, thank you so you. much for those supporting us at the at the producer level. So uh, we appreciate you joining us for episode 129, and we will see you soon on episode 130.
Take a wheel, turn it off. <laughs> 